Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. Hey, addicts, it's Los at FFA underscore Los. Welcome to another exciting adventure with the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. Heading into the next week, week six, coming aboard. Lots of injuries, lots of news. Let's get to it, Mung. Yeah, and it was an exciting climax to week five on Monday Night Football when Mahomes and Kelsey connected for not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns. Four. Insane. And uh, with actually with those four touchdowns, uh, my wife is actually in first place now in our fantasy league with the couples. And yeah. uh, she started me this morning that uh, maybe she should be hosting podcasts this week. <laughs> you know, I think you should tag her in, man. Yeah, you guys don't need to hear from fourth place Mung. You should uh, hear from the first place person. But uh, or eleventh place Los. Yeah, you are. You have had some <laughs> bad breaks in, in our league so far this year. Not yeah, um, but when in our dynasty league together, you may have broken the record for a single week scoring. I think you scored like two hundred twenty points, something like that. Yeah, I, uh, I the the points just kept coming. I thought there must have been some error, something must have been wrong, but uh, the gods smiled upon me this week, um, so I'll take it. Well, I think the error is you should not be allowed to have Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Nick Chubb all on one team. Well, it, no, it was uh, – I don't have Josh Jacobs on the same team. It was uh, is Leonard Fournette. Ah, okay. Close enough. Yep. Close enough. Yep. Yeah, I currently have your uh, your fantasy number one and number two overall running backs working pretty decently for me. Yeah, all that being said, uh, certainly I, I'm not too too sad about it. I am in second place. But enough yeah. about our leagues. Uh, let, let, let's get into the week six previews. And, of course, uh, this is the first week of buys, so mm-hmm. a lot to talk about in terms of, um, you know, I think a lot of teams are going to have some difficult flex decisions to make with some of their studs potentially on buy. Sure. Um, and uh, the first of such teams is this ma- is this Thursday night matchup, Washington at Chicago. Uh, a mess on top of a mess, man. Yeah, this will be uh, another riveting Thursday night game, I'm sure, after we had the Colts uh, at the Broncos last week. Uh, it, it is worth noting we are recording early on Tuesday night this week due to scheduling conflicts, so we are not watching the Thursday night game. And uh, so potentially any injury issues we will not have the most up to date but we're still going to go through each game and i'll say right now none of these washington running backs are great options it's a messy three-way committee here uh, if you have to pick ones brian robinson right yeah for now um i i don't like picking any of them uh so i will do my best to avoid doing it pretty much the same with the wide receivers i mean uh, uh Curtis Samuel has been leading the way for the wide receivers. They're not going to need to score early and often as much against that uh, anemic Chicago offense. But if I were to pick one of them, it would still be, uh, it would still be Curtis despite those two nice touchdowns for, for uh, second year, Diami Brown. Yeah. Uh, finally saw some life out of Brown, certainly yeah. happy for him, but uh, you know, still fourth in snaps played among the wide receivers. So don't be fooled outside of deep leagues. He probably does not need to be added here. Um, agreed with you, Samuel over McLaurin for me slightly. And, uh, you know, probably not starting Antonio Gibson unless you get those punt uh, yard, <laughs> punt return yards in some leagues because it sounds like 
he's going to be more involved on special teams now with Brian Robinson back. Well, that's really what he wanted. It's what he was really asking uh, Ron Rivera to, for in the offseason. He's like, put me in special teams. You know, this uh, running back stuff is for the birds. Yeah, I don't think uh, Antonio Gibson would be too happy in New England contributing wherever uh, he's needed. But uh, yeah. on the Bears side here, uh, David Montgomery back to that clear lead role, even in his first game back from injury against the Vikings. Herbert back to just that handcuff status here. And finally, a little bit of life uh, out of the receiving game with Mooney and Komet finally get involved here. But it's still hard to trust either of them. I mean, it was a really great game script playing from behind against the Vikings secondary that is not very good. And that's not to say that Washington's defense is a juggernaut either, but I could see this being a, a lot of punts and field goals in this game. Uh, yeah, certainly two offenses that I cannot really get behind. Chicago's offense has not been dreadful. Carson Wentz has up weeks, down weeks. Um, so not feeling any reason to start anything on Chicago's side other than David Montgomery, like you said. Yeah, and I will just say for the record, I, as I was watching part of that uh, Tennessee-Washington game last week, even as they were driving down the field, uh, in my mind, I said Carson Wentz is going to throw an interception here. That there's just no way they're going to come back and beat Washington, and that's exactly what happened. And, uh, you know, it would not shock me if something similar happened this week. Both of these teams are struggling, so I'm just going to go with the home team here. I don't want to make it a just go with the home team sort of pick. I actually like Chicago in this game. Okay. Well, either way, we are both taking yeah. Chicago here. Yeah. Um, by the way, we obviously last week we tied, so I am still up two picks um, in our pick okay. here on the podcast. Yeah, it's a, there's plenty of season left, so we'll, we, we'll see. Um, you'll certainly have your chances this week because there are some games that I think are, are pretty messy here. Um, starting with Sunday noon Central, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern slate, the San Francisco 49ers at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, George Kittle finally saw some more targets against Carolina, but then he promptly lost the fumble, so he still does not have a double-digit fantasy output uh, this year. Pretty sad, but uh, it's a pretty good matchup on paper against the Falcons this week. It's just that you're not going to feel great about starting Kittle, but again, against unless you have one of those top options and maybe you know you picked up Najoku or Everett, you're still starting Kittle. Yeah, I I, th I think you got it. Um, the the running backs <clears throat> are of course uh, something you're putting in there against Atlanta, and then uh, Debo's okay, right? Yeah, Debo's fine. Um, I, I'm not super sold on Tevin Coleman. You know that game kind of got out of hand, and not to mention you know Eli Mitchell will be coming back in a few weeks. So I think uh, Tevin Coleman fine addition if you're desperate in deeper leagues, but it, it's still mostly Jeff Wilson right now. Yeah. On the Atlanta side here, uh, Tyler Algier led Atlanta's running backs last week against the Bucks with 59% of the snaps, but that didn't mean a lot when all it led to was 45 rushing yards and then Avery Williams coming in to vulture the touchdown. None of these Falcons running backs are startable with another tough defense against the Niners. Even if Nick Bosa is out this week with that groin injury, I'm still not trusting any of these Atlanta backs. If you have to pick one as a desperation start, I guess it's Algier. Are we trusting uh, Kyle Pitts yet? I think, I, I mean, he's not the sort of guy that I'm benching if I drafted him in the third round, but uh, yeah, hey, may, better days are ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, it, that's if he even plays with a hamstring injury, I'm probably benching yeah. him this week. I, I would rather roll the dice on, on somebody else, even like an Irv Smith or yeah. we'll get to Taysom really? Hill. But I mean, there's just not a whole lot of upside against a Niners secondary that's really good, especially against the tight end position. So I, I would not play Pitts. I would probably look to find another option, especially because we don't know, you know, if his hamstring is 100 percent, even if he's active this week. They're just not doing enough with Mariota. He's uh, he's having Justin Fields' level uh, of pass attempts from week to week. Yeah, clearly he made some mistakes, and Arthur Smith said, I don't trust you, and we're just going to run the ball 50 times, even if we're down double-digit points. And I mean, they've, they've been staying in games, so I'll give them some credit, but uh, clearly they're still losing. So something's got to get here. Yeah, I think you're right. Sit pits this week. Yeah, I think London's fine as a flex. Another tough matchup. Might be another lower output week for him. But again, he's just seeing so many targets that it's hard to bench him, you know, unless you have some really good options. No surprise. I'm taking the Niners here. Yeah, I'm taking the Niners, but it wouldn't shock me if this is a pretty close game. I think they have a lot of injuries with Mosley with the ACL, Jimmy Ward with that. I think it's a broken hand. He's probably out for a while. Um, you know, Bosa, we'll see if he plays or not. And the Falcons run game has been good. So, I think if if Garoppolo gives a ball away, this could get pretty ugly, but uh, I am going to take the Niners as well here. Next game up here, uh, the New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns with Damian Harris out for a few weeks with a hamstring injury. Ramondre Stevenson jumps up into that high-end RB2 mix against a pretty soft Cleveland run defense. Uh, Pierre Strong could get some work too as he's been inactive on game days thus far, but He'll probably see some more usage. And in deeper leagues, Kevin Harris might be worth an add as well if the Patriots choose to elevate him from their practice squad here. Yeah, I think it's just Ramondre. I don't see them mixing in uh, the first-time player just like that. Some guys exploded as, as first-time plays like, you know, Joan, Joan Gray in the past, things like that. But those those weren't rookies. Those were guys who had been in the league at least for a little bit. So I, st- I still jump on the Belichick tendencies. I, I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to be a locked and loaded play this week. Yeah, I don't think you're starting Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, just uh, worth okay. a stash depending on your running back situation. Okay. Yeah, Harris is going to be down for some time, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I liked Pierre Strong a lot coming out. We'll see if they're going to try and get him involved a little bit here. And it doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Jacoby Myers seems to still be uh, the lead wide receiver here, so he would be the start. Yep. On the other side, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about with the Browns. I mean, every single week you're starting Chubb, of course. Um, Kareem Hunt, uh, Flex, who's going to be touchdown dependent. Amari Cooper, I think Belichick could try to take him away a little bit. So he's in that wide receiver three range. And then Njoku is, you know, a weekly top 10 tight end with the targets he's getting. Yeah, Cooper's in the three range for me regardless. I I probably look for somebody with a little more upside than him. Um, Give me the Browns. Yeah, I'll give you a chance here. I think I'm going to take the Patriots. Um, I just don't, I, I mean, I just don't trust um Brissett against his former coach belichick who probably knows what he struggles game. with uh maybe but uh at the end of the day i'm just gonna bet on the patriots defense here so here's your shot to catch up on a game all right i'll take it all right moving on to the give new me a shot in this game too uh it's funny you mentioned because i'm gonna well let's talk about this game first <laughs> uh next game up here the new york jets at the green bay packers uh the jets have changed their offense a lot. They've ranked first True. in pass rate over the three games to start the season with Joe Flacco. 
But over the last two with Zach Wilson starting, they've ranked just 25th in pass rate. So Brees Hall's usage uh, has increased a lot, and he's really taken over that lead role. He averaged just 41% of the snaps in those first three games with Flacco, now up to 68% over the last two with Wilson. I love Hall as a back-end RB1 in this matchup. We saw Saquon Barkley run all over this Packers defense. And, uh, you know, Hall's probably the only Jets player that you feel good about starting right now. It was just a matter of time till it happened. Uh, I didn't want to overdraft Hall in the preseason, but now it's happened. Week six, I guess week five it happened. Hopefully you started him. Um, it's, it's all Brees Hall uh, firing, fire him up in, in every lineup and every league. Yeah, and on the Packers side here, you know, the Green Bay passing game is kind of similar to Kansas City right now in that there is no clear number one guy. Yeah. Um, Lazard, probably the highest floor option week to week with Dubs being the ceiling play. Cobb, if you're desperate, we'll see what happens. I'm not necessarily trusting that one-week explosion of targets. We saw that a little bit last year as well. Um, none of these guys are really reliable. Even you know, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon didn't do a whole lot with Green Bay leading most of that game against the Giants, even though they ultimately lost. Uh, certainly can't start A.J. Dillon right now. Aaron Jones, uh, you're starting him probably given where you drafted him. Don't have better options, but you don't feel great about it. Yeah, I'm okay with him in the two spot. A.J. Dillon should have a bounce back week here, but I agree with you. I'm out on him until he shows me a little more than what he showed us uh, so far this season. He got a lot of opportunities in the in the earlier weeks of the season. Didn't turn them into all too, too much. Um, maybe he's a plotter. Yeah, well, I, I think he's a good player. He's just not getting a whole lot of work with Jones, which we knew coming into the season, right? You drafted him as a potential flex option with a lot of upside if Aaron Jones were to miss time and nothing's changed. Then. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. We'll see. He, he's gotten a lot of hype due, to, I think mostly to dynasty players and, and Twitter. He wasn't drafted super, super high in terms of the year he was taken, how, how running backs were going. He wasn't a highly touted college guy. I, I think maybe we overblew him for a few years. Well, he's more of that batter and ramp kind of runner too, though. So, you know, We'll definitely hold him until it gets colder, December, January, especially in Lambeau with those yeah, you know, snow games or anything. Right? But, yeah. but I mean, you know, Twitter's calling him Derrick Henry, the next Derrick Henry, the past three seasons. Well, there's still time. We'll see. But yeah. uh, certainly not this week. Um, and and th what I was saying before when we were previewing this preview, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it, it wouldn't shock me if the Jets stole in here just because I don't think the Packers are very good. But they I'm not going to the Giants against them. Yeah, I was going to say, but I'm not going to bet against them in Lambeau versus in London. Yeah, uh, Rodgers is going to come out angry. Green Bay's going to win. All right. Although he's Moving. always angry, or at least he's in disdain. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's got that resting face. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> the resting. It's not. A, it's not. Not an RBF, but it is. A, it's a resting face of constant pain and anguish. Yeah, maybe they uh, secretly swapped in that German guy at halftime in London. So maybe you know, that's why that they could have been. He may not have <laughs> taken the trip. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe he was just in the stands. You know, uh, was it like the Lindsay Lohan movie with the British twin? Uh, you know, once you cross the pond. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, wait, you're talking about, um, yeah, uh, uh, the remake. Oh, my gosh. I, I, Steve Gutenberg. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's really old now. I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, <sighs> Lindsay Lohan. I'm going to Google this real quick. No. 
Lindsay it's Lohan twi- it's, parent, parent Trap. Yeah, parent Trap. Yeah, it's right. the remake of the of the 1960s Disney right. movie. Enough about a redheaded Aaron Rodgers swap. Let's move on <laughs> to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. Running back position still very messy. Travis Etienne and James Robinson each saw 10 carries. Etienne a lot more efficient here, and just and five targets uh, compared to just two for Robinson. I still lean ETN, especially in PPR here at the flex position if you're playing one of these guys. And then I'm not too worried about Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, tough matchup for him this week against Kenny Moore in the slot, although Kirk certainly produced in this matchup between these two teams at home a few weeks ago. That said, you know, I'm still firing up in that wide receiver three spot this week. These sort of weeks are going to happen in the Jacksonville offense. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence is uh, still pretty young, still coming together with this, uh, with this Peterson offense. We didn't like seeing it this past week, right? I don't, I don't think anybody, it's, unless you live in Houston, really enjoyed the output from the Jacksonville Jaguars because this is the team that's being put together, you know, got that story of coming together after Urban Meyer being gone. Every, all dynasty players love Travis Etienne. Everybody loved Trevor Lawrence heading into the draft. So this sort of week doesn't get you excited, but I wouldn't use it to sway myself going forward. AFC South teams play each other tough. Um, and Luffy Smith always has something up his sleeve. He just sort of hangs around. Yeah, we'll see. And Trevor Lawrence, you know, I've been a little bit lower on him than consensus. He made a lot of Jared Goff-esque errors in that game against the Texans, just threw a baffling interception into the yeah. end zone when he easily yeah. could have thrown it away. Yep. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see here. Uh, on the other side, we'll see if Jonathan Taylor's back. Again, we're right. recording on Tuesday, so we do not know his practice participation just yet. Um, throughout the week uh, if he's out again if Naeem Hines remains in that concussion protocol maybe Deion Jackson worth a start in the flex yeah Philip Lindsay got 11 looks on the ground and I, I think a couple yeah four targets so he he maintained his you know Philip Lindsay role getting in there so certainly limits Deion Jackson the upside <sighs> against Jacksonville though you don't expect them to be explosive at all so I agree with you on Deion yeah, and I, I do think there's some, you know, it's a matchup to potentially exploit on the ground. Yeah. Um, but through the air, you know, Alec Pierce, the rookie, now has mm-hmm. five, six, and nine targets over the last three weeks. Seems to have carved out a legitimate role in this offense and shown some chemistry with Matt Ryan. So, you know, if, if you're desperate, he's a decent wide receiver three or flex option this week. Yeah. Sorry, Paris. And, uh, Oh man, this is another ugly one. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, you know, me low. So I'm going to lean the home team here. And I do think potentially the Colts will get their revenge, especially if Jonathan Taylor's back. Hey, this team beat the chiefs. Give me the Colts. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> We're going to go back that far. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on to Minnesota at Miami here. Dalvin cook finally had a big game against that rough looking bears run defense, but, Cook might actually be a sell high here. Alexander Madison got a lot of work with Cook only seeing about 57% of the snaps, so he hasn't been in that workforce role. Perhaps the shoulder injury is a potential factor here, but either way, you know, he isn't getting a workforce load on the ground, and he hasn't been used a ton as a receiver. What are you doing with Cook here, Los? Are you buying or selling after that big game against Chicago last week? I don't think you can buy him after that big game, but I am leaning towards buy more than I would be towards sell. I wouldn't be selling him definitely, but uh, you, you can't buy him after a two touchdown week. Okay. So um, but I, I want him. We'll put it that way. Right now, Dalvin cook or Brees hall the rest of the season. Dalvin cook. 
I think I'm taking Hall. All right. Maybe a young guy. Uh, Dalvin right. Cook or Damian Pierce? Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think that one's still Cook for me. Uh, Dalvin Cook or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. This what guy's about, never getting any respect, though. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Dalvin Cook or with Damian Harris out, Ramondre Stevenson? Dalvin Cook. Okay. Yeah, I think Hall is where I, you know I would rather have the younger upside rookie here. Sure. Um, you've got him yeah. a little. I think I think you just are a little on the hype train. You've got him a little higher compared to those players than I do. At the end of the season, you know, if if this was week 10, 11, you're probably right. But right now, Michael Carter is still getting a, a decent amount of looks. Not to say Alexander Madison doesn't, but uh, but I, I'm still sticking with uh, Dalvin Cook. Now, he may unfortunately have shoulder trouble for the rest of the season, or we may lose him in three weeks. You know, that is always the gamble you play with Dalvin Cook. But as of this point in their careers, I think Dalvin Cook is a better player and a better offense. Okay. Let's move on then to the Miami side here. A lot to talk about for the Dolphins with Tua Jeff. and Bridgewater, both in concussion <laughs> protocol. Yeah. Uh, classic NFL uh, overcorrecting when they mm. get a bad case with uh, PR. Um, sure. Even though Bridgewater did not have any concussion symptoms, uh, whatever the new rule is, they held him out for the rest of that game. Uh, although it sounds like he could be back this week. And then uh, a foot injury for Tyreek Hill to monitor as well. We'll see uh, what his practice participation looks like. Again, we're recording this Tuesday. But the running backs, uh, Raheem Mostert saw 69% of the snaps against the Jets, saw a ton of usage, and Chase Edmonds saw a season-low 15% snap share. I still don't trust Mostert to play a whole season, but right now Edmonds is droppable if you need the roster spot with all these buys. Um, But again, you know, I, I think we might be talking about Chase Edmonds in three to four weeks. One uh, one carry in the Skylar Thompson offense. Uh, yeah, get it get it off my bench if uh, if I can find something better. All right, um, this one is tough because we're not sure right now if it's Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson on Tuesday. And the heat is always tough for opponents. This might be the toughest call of the week, in my opinion. Um, do you want to go first on this one, Los? Sure, I'll put the pressure on you. Give me Kirk Cousins. Oh, that's what I was afraid you were going to say. I So right now, I am leaning towards the assumption that Bridgewater will be back for this game because sure. he did not exhibit symptoms. And with the home game, I think they can do enough with the Vikings almost let the Bears back in that game even. Um, I'm, I'll take Miami. I'm going to give you a chance to tie it up right here this week. Let's make it hot in Miami, man. All right. You you and your never-ending loyalty to Captain Kirk, huh? Hey, that's, you know that's my guy. The answer, Kirk Cousins. Uh, if the like Bears that? would have gotten Kirk Cousins when I when I wanted them to, what, what was that? Maybe 2012? No, it was 2014. We could have made something out of those teams. But, uh, but alas, Chicago is Chicago. Well, we'll see if Kirk Cousins can pull one out in South Florida. But let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals at the New Orleans Saints. T. Higgins with that ankle injury fooled all of us. It was like the Keenan Allen last year. I'm playing, I'm playing, and then not a single snap, I believe. Um, I, bet, I bet they get some decent laughs out of that. Just, I mean, it, I mean, I don't know how how true it is that they were going to give him a shot. Maybe a pregame warm-up, something happened. I don't know. Either way, you can't start him right now. Even if he's yeah. active, I think I would lean towards benching him. Would yeah. you agree with that? 
I do. And him being out really limits this offense. Uh, have to flow more through Joe Mixon and the defense can focus on Jamar chase, um, which is unfortunate because uh, if he had both those guys out there, then Marshawn Lattimore wouldn't be able to take one out of the game. Instead, we're going to get a very exciting matchup between the two of them. I don't know if I, you know what? I don't know if the metrics show that Lattimore has been uh, manning guys up other than uh, Mike Evans. Right. But uh, it's a matchup I'm looking forward to for when they are on the field together. Yeah. I'm not too worried because again, you know, even Metcalf got a, got loose for some big plays. So I think you're starting Chase still. But yeah, yeah I mean, of Higgins, even if he's active, this kind of reminds me of Amon Ross St. Brown just this past week where they sure. said he was going to be active, but more in a decoy role or very limited snaps. Yep. Um, and of course, you're starting Mixon. Um, Hayden Hurst's potentially an option here, but uh, again, not the not the most reliable. I think they were feeding him for the revenge is. game. Yeah, I don't. I'm 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 not on Hurst this week. I think Hurst is viable for as long as Higgins is banged up. I'll say that much. That's um, fair. Rest That's of fair. Season, We've seen a number of big in. Uzuma games, you know, prior to them being on the team together. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, not too different from how we saw. I just lost my train of thoughts. Um, sorry. It's all right. Uh, who's the tight end? Oh, Gerald Everett, who's been getting mm-hmm. a lot of targets sure. with Keenan Allen. So I right. think. I think Hayden Hurst uh, can be serviceable this week if you need a tight end. On the other side here, we got to talk about Taysom Hill, <laughs> the tight end position. Yeah. Um, a lot of debate sort of. over his positional eligibility. And, and, you know, I want you to weigh in here, uh, Los. I think that, you know, Taysom Hill is listed on the official Saints roster as tight end. I don't know why people are griping so much that he's startable as one. Uh, and personally, you know, I, I am an advocate for no midseason changes. So if you guys right. started the year with him eligible in the tight end spot, I don't see why you wouldn't keep it that way. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think it's as big a deal as people are making it. He's not going to be scoring three touchdowns every week. He's going to have some big weeks here or there. Um, but again, just 31% of the snaps against Seattle last week, which was a season high for him. I think people are way overblowing this Taysom Hill situation. I agree with you completely. This is not the Konami code that people are blowing it up to be. Um, He's not going to get targets or receptions. He's going to rush the ball here and there. Like you said, he had 30, uh, 30% of the snaps. Andy Dalton is going to be their quarterback. Um, He's not going to run wild for three touchdowns time and again. Um, I, I, also, what's his contract say? Like, I, I'm sure he would love to be listed as a quarterback in fantasy because maybe he could point to that and say, hey, pay me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's getting paid a, go- a good amount. But, uh, you know, I will say he's worth He's getting any- paid a great amount for, for an offensive weapon, but we don't have yeah. offensive weapons. For sure. And I think in fantasy, you know, he is worth adding if you're desperate at the tight end position because really, in general, outside of those six, seven reliable guys. Oh, he needs to be rostered, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, but again, I would not blow all your fab on Taysom Hill thinking no. that he's going to be, you know, this magical answer every single week at tight end. No. No. Um, all that being said, even with Taysom Hill taking three touchdowns, Alvin Kamara looked great back in that yeah. workhorse role, finally healthy from his rib injury. Um, we'll see if Chris Olave can pass concussion protocol or else the Saints could be down all three of their starting wide receivers, depending on Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry's statuses here. So. Definitely monitor all those injuries uh, throughout the week here. Uh, I will keep repeating. We're recording on Tuesday, so uh, we do not know on the Saints wide receivers. 
And uh, with all of their statuses up in the air, I am going to lean Cincinnati on the road. Yeah, I'm surprised that they are not bigger favorites than they are, but uh, I'm taking Cincinnati also. All right. Um, next game up here, the Baltimore Ravens at the New York Giants. Rashad Bateman missed the Sunday night game with a foot injury. He remains questionable for this one. This is another instance where I think even if he's healthy, he wasn't getting too many targets anyway, and I would lean towards benching Bateman even if he's back this week. Sure. Uh, um, this, yeah. Go ahead. Not that the Giants – well, the Giants do have uh, – oh, my goodness. What's their uh, their corner? Uh it's like Barry, Barry something or other. Well, I had a really, really great point that unfortunately just escaped me. But yeah, uh, not a great matchup here. Devin Duvernay is getting the job done. And Mark Andrews is, is, is the man, Drews. He's, uh, he's going to dominate this offense still. Lamar Jackson's going to just keep producing. Are you talking about Eli Apple? Because he's gone. The safety? Who no. Gets burned Bar- uh, Br- Bradbury? James Bradbury. I think he's gone too, isn't he? Isn't he on the Colts or something now? Oh my goodness, he's on the Eagles now. Yeah, that's why I didn't know who you were talking about. Yeah, he's been gone, I think, Giants for a year corner. or two now. Huh. But anyway, first thing, I, first thing that comes up when I type Giants Corner is James Bradbury. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But yeah, no, I think they, he left in the offseason, right? Yeah, he did. He did. So yeah, I'm not too scared about uh, Devin Duvernay, who saw seven targets against the Bengals. Could be flex-worthy again if Bateman's out. Just saying. Um, In deeper leagues, we're back to Darius Slayton, who was a dynasty darling a couple years back. Maybe worth a look leading the team against the Packers. He's not. Uh, He's mostly more of a downfield guy. He reminds me a little bit of uh, DJ Chark, right? Nothing like, not not an elite talent, but certainly can get the job done downfield. Six catches for 79 yards on seven targets. But I will say Kadarius Toney and Wondell Robinson might be back soon. So again, a deeper league slate and worth a look. Probably not the most reliable start. And then we had a little bit of a scare in London for Saquon Barkley with a shoulder sprain, but came back after a few minutes in the locker room and finished the game fine. So unless we get news of a setback this week, fire up Barkley, he should be good to go. And Daniel Jones still running a lot, adding that Konami code production, even on a bum ankle this past week, he tried, um, could be a serviceable quarterback too against the Baltimore defense that has suffered yet more injuries. He's certainly going to need to keep throwing and running to keep up with Baltimore this week. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens too, but I think this is going to be a a much closer game than a lot of people are thinking here. Hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's go to the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Chris Godwin surprisingly had a very quiet day against the Falcons, and it was reported that his snaps were a little bit limited in the second half with the Bucks up multiple scores. They didn't want to risk any aggravation uh, of his injuries. Yeah, but you know that might happen again against the Steelers. Against the Steelers, but I do think that I would be starting Godwin here as a strong wide receiver three option with a lot of upside, given how Tom Brady has historically shredded Pittsburgh's zone defense. Yep, he, he had six targets uh, behind Brady's um, fifty-two attempts uh, against the Falcons. Uh, Brady's not slowing down. He he just wants to throw it basically every play that he can, right? Yeah, and a lot of those go into letter Fournette, so you're certainly uh, starting him. Oh, He's yeah. fine this week. 
On the Steelers' side, a small one-game sample so far for Kenny Pickett starting, but 19% target share for George Pickett, or Pickens, excuse me. A lot of P names over there. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I, I like both Deontay Johnson and Pickens in what should be a catch-up game script in this one. And we yeah. talked about the issues last week, Najee Harris. And not, not much you can do at this point. You, you can't really trade him. No one wants to buy uh, and he's getting enough work where you can't really just drop him outright, but he's just a flex play right now. You're hoping to, you know, punch in a touchdown with Jalen Warren getting a lot of that receiving usage all of a sudden. And I wouldn't expect from uh, a whole lot from either Pittsburgh running back against the Bucks this week. Just let that uh, manager get desperate on their bye week in uh, week nine, then go by Najee Harris. Yeah, and he might even be on waivers by that point. We'll see. They got, oh a, they got a brutal stretch of games <laughs> coming up. Um, yeah, give me give me the bucks here. I, I think this will be a uh, another tough test for Kenny Pickett. Welcome to the NFL. I'll take Tampa. All right, that's going to bring us to our Sunday mid-afternoon slate of games, starting with the Carolina Panthers at the L.A. Rams. Sounds like it could be P.J. Walker starting this week with uh, a bad ankle sprain for Baker Mayfield here. And, of course, uh, Matt Rule is finally gone, so maybe this team gets a little boost of energy finally getting rid of him. But, really, you're just starting McCaffrey in a tough matchup, and the only other player I'd maybe roll out there is D.J. Moore as a risky flex. Again, we just don't think this offense is going to be particularly competent even with rule gone with pj walker under center i think it's time to parlay that semi-decent dj Moore game into finally selling him off of your team um there's there's nothing for him going forward now teams do tend to rally around a, a firing of their head coach um but uh yeah it's going to be tough sledding here with uh with the quarterback situation yeah, I don't know. Everybody thought the Raiders were going to lose after uh, the whole John Gruden incident, but they actually won their next game, right? Yeah, but they didn't lose Derek Carr, too. <laughs> I mean, is Baker Mayfield that much of a step up from P.J. Walker? Yes. All right. Yes, well, we'll yes is the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they would have lost with Baker regardless, so so that's sort of the moot point. Uh, the, the point there is that Derek Carr is what, uh, is what made it happen, and uh, Carolina has no car. No wheels, no car. Well, I think no the more. other factor here is the Rams have looked terrible. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. don't think it's crazy to think that Carolina could steal one here, but, uh, you know, Cam Akers, and Daryl Henderson, certainly you're not excited about either of them. Akers saw all of the carries, 13 to none. Um, and then Henderson saw five targets with just one breaker. So a little bit division of labor there. And really just kills both of their fantasy values. Both of them are hopefully on your bench for now. Uh, it just continues to be an ugly split backfield on a team that does not have a confident offensive line right now. So you'd have to be pretty desperate to start these guys and you know, I, I've been I've been saying hold Allen Robinson for now, and I have in a few leagues, and I finally needed to add some players with a bye this week. So it's uh, farewell, Allen Robinson. Uh, you know, if you have the room on your bench, maybe there's upside for later in the season, but just nothing five weeks into the season. So I, I'm fine with giving up. I like to hold him, but like send him in like a two four trade sort of thing. But but yeah, if you need the space, if you need to find a, a player to to play then get rid of Allen Robinson. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's trading for him, but uh, fire up Tyler Higby in the meantime. Maybe some old Jags fans that really uh, really just want to get back to the glory days. 
maybe but uh you know it's, people can always waste their fab on him also that, that's yeah. also a, that's yeah. a good point too yeah you can always get them to, to to lose that way yeah i mean you could do it um well anyway Anyway. The point is, I don't think anyone's really looking to trade for him, but uh, no. I'm going to take the Rams, but yeah, it's not something I, I feel that great about. you the whole rally game and everything. No, I'm giving the Rams. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean I'm going to bet on it. I'm just oh, saying that okay. it would not it would not shock me. But, Open uh, the you know, door, the, Mung. The Panthers have plenty of issues on their offensive, offensive line as well, which is why yeah, I'm not going to sure pick them. Yep. Um, moving on to the Arizona Cardinals then at the Seattle Seahawks. Let's talk about the backfield here a little bit because James Conner missed the second half of that game against the Eagles with a rib injury. Now, it doesn't sound too serious, but he is iffy for this week. Uh, Daryl Williams suffered a knee injury in that game. And then mm. even Jonathan Ward, who mostly plays special teams, but has played some offensive snaps before, uh, had a hamstring injury. So Two if plus. James Conner can't go... You know, Benjamin could be a workhorse with top five potential this week against Your an absolutely awful Seattle run defense. Uh, that's allowed the most rushing yards in the league through five games. So, you know, Benjamin, definitely uh, a, a very startable um, RB2 with RB1 upside if Connor is out. And I think even if Connor plays, there's a chance that he could play limited snaps or he might re-injure those ribs. Uh, so I, I think Benjamin would be startable as a flex, even if Connor is officially active. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I think you got to temper that excitement a little bit. I think he's an RB two with the upside of an RB two. This is not a guy that any coach that knows what they're doing is going to get out there and overexpose. He, he's not going to handle a full game game load of work. Um, so he may shake free, break, uh, break through and get a few, uh, really nice long runs, get throw a touchdown in there. But, um, not a workhorse. Doesn't mean I don't like him. I, I, I like to play quite a bit this week. I mean, it depends on the status of their other running backs. They just might not have any other options right they'll, now. If they need to, they'll sign somebody, though. Well, I mean, look, Jamal Williams had a monster game against the Seahawks. I would confidently fire up Eno Benjamin uh, if Connor is out. Yep, there you go. All right. Uh, and me, with... me too. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Rondell Moore, now he's back uh, playing in that old Craig Torch role, which is crazy Yay. to say. But, uh, yeah. you know, he's a startable PPR flex, depending on sure. options. Um, on the Arizona side also, or on the Seattle side, excuse me, um, a more running back stuff to talk about with Rashad Penny uh, out with that, what is it, the fractured leg, fractured mm -hmm. fibula? Yep, um, but yep. either way, he's out for the rest of the season. And just a matter of time. Sucks. That, I, that's that just really stinks. You know, he runs so hard. He runs so well. And yeah, he's a ah, he's a talented back. Uh, just poor, poor injury luck his entire NFL career. And uh, yeah, all all the best to him in a contract year. But yeah, that bummed me out. Kenneth Walker now eighty eight percent of the snaps last week. Uh, just you know, a strong RB two against uh, you know uh, Arizona run defense that isn't the greatest either. Uh, I think he should get a lot of work, although still getting some of that receiving usage siphoned away. That said, uh, going to the receivers, we said on last week's show it could be a big Tyler Lockett game against sure the Saints, was. and it ended up being just that. I think he and Metcalf are fine. Wide receiver three yeah. flex oh, options, um, yep. and what could end up turning into another high scoring game. No, they're better uh, than threes with, with the. Yeah, I don't know about that. You're not yeah, super week, confident about them. I am in in a 14 bye week. Really? 
Okay, mm-hmm. Let, let's do a quick "Would You Rather" then. I, sure. I did not have this on the uh, on the Agenda. schedule, but now sure. that you seem so confident heading into this matchup, let's talk about. Well, first, do you prefer Metcalf or Lockett in this game? Let's start with that. Oh, that's a great question. Uh, the answer to that is DK Metcalf. Okay. Um, are you starting him over guys like Mike Williams, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Godwin? Yeah, but that that's a little closer than what I thought you were going to say. You said wide receiver threes. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting in that mid-wide receiver two range. We'll okay. Work our way down. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to start down and come upwards. Okay. Uh, so who <laughs> did you say? You said CD Lamb. No. Uh, take. Give me CD. Mike Williams, Chris Godwin. No. Give me them. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Yeah, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Okay. Uh, Michael Pittman. Wait. Did you say AJ Brown and Devontae Smith? No. Devontae Smith's way under AJ Brown. I mean, they've been producing about the same in the last few That's weeks. That's okay. Not this week. All right. Um, let's go with Marquise Brown on the other side of this game. No, give me Hollywood. Okay. Um, Gabe Davis against the Chiefs. I'll d- I will take DK over Davis, but Lockett not. Okay. Corlin Sutton against the Chargers. Not right now. Uh, Drake London against the Niners. No. Okay. So, all right. So you've got him about wide receiver 20 something. Okay. Um, that sounds about right. I think yeah, that's twos. fine. Twos. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would still start. I have them in that like Amari Cooper range where they're still very boom Oof. busts. You know, Amari Cooper, Jacoby Myers. Uh, that's, that's who I have Tyler Lockett kind of lumped in with. Um, but well, I'll, I'll give you your I'll, problem. I'll give I you my power. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, you're certainly <laughs> higher on them than I am. Um, this is another tough one. I will. I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to take the Cardinals on the road. Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals. Seahawks defense is just too bad. Yeah. And we've just seen a ton of, uh, you know, they they had a chance to tie that game up against the Eagles too yeah. last week. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So next yeah, game well, up. Unfortunately, uh, Kyler didn't do his homework this week. Yeah, I think he's now uh, like three and forty in game in weekends where Call of Duty has double experience <laughs> point in weekends or something like that. Is uh, that so, true? I yeah. hope that's a true. So, somebody dug that up. So I, mean, I saw that what on Twitter. Did, what was he? Th- well, the, we're not that kind of podcast. But for the record, that was boneheaded and Kyler Murray. Well, is a bonehead. Either way, he's still uh, he's still uh, going to well, be. Well, you got to be awake when you're fantasy, out there. When, I think. when when you're playing ball with him, you got to be awake. He doesn't have to be, but you you better be awake. Yeah. Well, either way, we're we're both betting on Murray and the Cardinals on, even yeah. on the road here. Um, the next game, probably the game of the week, uh, the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, I I'm just really pumped to watch this game. From start to finish, it's just going to be a great viewing experience, not unlike the Monday night game between the Raiders and Chiefs, I think. Uh, of course, you're starting Josh Allen. Fire up Singletary's and RB2 here. Diggs, I think Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie are both wide receiver threes with high upside, assuming McKenzie makes it back out of concussion protocol. Um, he did miss last week's game against Pittsburgh, though it seems like 
he's likely going to be back after logging some limited practices late last week. If not, though, uh, Khalil Shakir, I think, would be a fine flex option if McKenzie's out. But again, we're recording on Tuesday. Uh, you guys will know um, by the time you listen to this Wednesday or Thursday if M- McKenzie is potentially practicing. Yeah, that was a mouthful, and you covered basically the entire offense. Um, uh, Dawson Knox uh, was out of out of the game this past week. I did not uh, check on updates on him. That was one thing I did want to see. Crud. I mean, doesn't matter. He wasn't really getting targets even before that. I'm not starting him. I don't think you can right now with the with the surgence of uh, of the other guys. You know, Taysom Hill and the Urinjokus and your. I ever had a down week, but that's besides the point. Um, is it is it wrong that I'm a little worried that this is going to be a 20 point blowout for Buffalo? Well, we'll. we'll I mean, I guess we can just get into the pick now. But I was going to pick Buffalo. Um, I mean, I. I their defense has, think... has been playing so well, and Mahomes is Mahomes. He can make anything happen, right? But at some point, the talent wins out, and that wide receiver room in Buffalo just outclasses everything they have in in Kansas City outside of the tight end. Well, I was going to say they were, you know, after they let Devontae Adams get a huge touch on them touchdown on them early in that Monday night game. They started rolling the safety over top, but you can't really do that against Buffalo when they no. have Diggs Davis. Um, Davis just showed us what he can do. The reason that I will start Davis as a wide receiver to every chance I get to, um, whew, he can go. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, right? I, I think Davis is a fine start, but part of me is a little concerned because I do think the chiefs are very, they have very clearly in their memory that four touchdown game in the playoffs. So I, you know, I think they're going to be more wary of him. They're going to roll a little bit more coverage that way also, which is partially why I think it could be a big McKenzie game. If they just keep, you know, playing that too high shell that a lot of teams have been doing on defense this year and yeah. just letting them dump it off to McKenzie over and over. Well, I for one hope that he makes it through uh, concussion protocol just fine because uh, it's going to give us a more exciting game. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's why I like Singletary too. We saw Josh Jacobs, yeah. you know, shred them. And if they are worried about limiting those big plays through the air, I do think that there's going to be room for Singletary to run on the ground. Yeah. And Josh Allen may run for 120 himself. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, let's talk about the chiefs and then we'll go to yeah. the pick yeah, 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 yeah. Um you know, CH was inches away from another touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's a flex, but don't love him against Buffalo. Uh, but I think he's a fine day. flex. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he is getting so much usage in the red zone that I still think he could sneak out of this with a touchdown with like a total totally. point game or something like that. Yep. Um, you know, obviously Kelsey and Mahomes, we don't have to talk about that. Right. If you're desperate, McCole Hardman, I think, was getting the most work. He seemed to have, you know, he seemed to be the go-to guy on those, like, crucial third downs, right, for Mahomes. Yeah, Uh, Mahomes and Schuster do not have a connection whatsoever. Well, and Juju just doesn't look fast. He looks slow. He can't really separate here. Um, And I think, I I know he was drafted in some leagues, probably on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. Sky Moore slowly getting more involved on offense. I think that eventually the Chiefs just have to come to terms with the fact that even if he's not completely accustomed to Andy Reid's playbook, even if he still needs to get up to full speed, Sky Moore might just be their best wide receiver already, and they just need something to give him a spark outside of Kelsey. 
So I think he's worth an add in deeper leagues yeah. and has some upside if you're desperate in deeper leagues for wide receiver help to start this week. But, um, you know, in general, I think Moore should be stashed if you have that bench spot. I agree with that. I just wish more of his, I, I wish there was a more production than 15 yards and that there was something, something other than it all coming in just one, that one drive where they were two swing passes. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly don't feel good about starting yeah. in normal size leagues just yet. I'm just saying yeah. the upside is there because we just haven't seen I anything from the other Chiefs wide receivers. Somebody's got to somebody's got to turn into something. It can't all be Marquez Elvis Gantling because we've seen him disappear for his entire career at this point. Yeah, and again, you know, we saw in the playoffs why you don't bet against Patrick Mahomes because that no. was an insane game. But all that being said, I agree with you. I do think that the Bills take this one. Yep. Give me Buffalo. Um, and it's actually, you know, we don't talk about the spread too much, but it, the bills are favored by, I think two and a half points. Hmm. If you were to pick, are you on Kansas city plus two and a half or no. the, you said you think it's going to be like a 20 point, you know, blowout. I think it can be, I don't think it's going to be, but I think that can certainly happen. I think that's in the, a greater range of outcomes than Kansas city winning the game is. Yeah, I mean, just on on paper, right? The the Bills front four, it's just so hard yeah. to to. I mean, it, they get pressure so much on opposing quarterbacks. We know Mahomes can scramble, but their secondary is really good too. It, it's just tough. Yep. So yeah, we're both taking the Bills here, but certainly, I just I can't wait to watch this game in general. It's just yeah. going to be. I'm pumped even thinking about it. Why? Um, why don't they swap? Can't they flex it to? But you know, swap it spots with the next game. Uh, I sure wish they could, but uh, <laughs> it is not to be a Sunday night football. We will get the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so I have a question for you, Lewis. Please. CD Lamb has been getting a ton of targets. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Gallup is back and getting healthier. Uh, it sounds like Dalton Schultz had a setback in game with that PCL, but he is expected to potentially be ready and get, you know, slowly get stronger over the next couple of weeks. Is CD lamb a buy sell or hold for you with also with Dak Prescott coming back, uh, hopefully in the next week too. I think it really depends on who, <laughs> who has him on his roster or her roster right now. If it's a newer player that, doesn't really believe the hype on CD lamb at all. Definitely. You go try and get CD lamb. Um, most people who draft CD lamb, I think already know about who they want him to be. So I don't think you're going to be able to get him on the cheap, but I think you should be able to try and get him for the value he's drafted at. I buy him all day. Okay. Well, you know, let's do a quick, would you rather? Sure. Um, rest CD of season, right? Yes. Rest of season. Okay. CeeDee Lamb or Amon Ra St. Brown? CeeDee. I think I'm taking St. Brown. Okay. Um, CeeDee Lamb or Marquise Brown? Boy, that's tough with... Uh, both of those are tough for two reasons. One, now I, I agree with you with what I think is your thinking that Jameson Williams isn't going to come in and take too much away from Amon Ra. I, I, I'm not in that camp. Um Hollywood has a completely different problem, right? With... with, with uh, Hopkins coming back soon. I think I still lean Marquise just because he's been so good. And that Cardinals defense is just so bad. Okay. Um, obviously I, you know, 
Diggs, Hill, Adams, those guys, right? Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Okay. Just just double checking. Uh, you know, yep. Don't want to make yep. any assumptions. No. Uh, what about AJ Brown? AJ Brown still. Okay. Jamar Chase? No, Jamar. Cortland Sutton. It's CD. Uh, Debo Samuel. Debo. Mike Evans. CD. Okay. I think I'm taking like Evans and like I said, Amon Ra and, you know, all those guys. But uh, I think that's the right range for Lamb. Yep. Yep. Um, what about with that bum ankle right now, T. Higgins? Let's say no, let's CD. say you're like four and one. Okay, so you'd still have Lamb. Yep. That one's a, that one's a tough call for me. Um, I might go with Higgins if you don't need him right now, mm. but it's tough. Yeah, so Stack's I think coming Lam- back. So it's, I think it's... Lamb and well, that's what I was gonna say. I am of the mindset that that could potentially be not good for Lamb in that mm. he has been hyper-targeted by Cooper Rush, whereas we saw last year, Dak Prescott wasn't necessarily always looking Lamb's way. That's just because he's a better quarterback than Cooper Rush, but his targets are certainly worth more than a single target from Cooper Rush. I don't disagree. I'm just saying that Lamb was disappointing as a fantasy asset last year with Dak Prescott. Um <laughs> So again, yeah. I don't think you know. I don't think you have to sell Lamb, but if you can swap to one of those wide receivers, I, I think I would consider like Sutton, um, especially if you can get Sutton plus. Because even with Wilson's lat injury, which we'll talk about in just a second, you know he's just hyper targeting Sutton, which is what we want, and we know that there's not going to be a quarterback change there, um, barring another more severe injury, and that's my mindset. But yeah, I, I think Lamb is fine the rest of the season. But if you can get any of those wide receivers we named for Lamb right now, who's had a hot, you know, three game streak, I would. Okay, fair enough. All right, uh, enough about the Cowboys. Let's talk about the Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders saw season high eighty three percent of the snaps against the Cardinals last week. Still a solid RB three or flex every week. It's just that you know, Jalen Hurts is going to steal a lot of those goal line looks. And that's yep. just, that's just how it's going to be. But, uh, you know, he has what two, three touchdown upside every single week. If he does get some red zone work yep. and, you know, punches them in. Um, yep. and again, Devante Smith and AJ Brown, they've both had a lot of targets and they've been swapping big games. So I think both of them, uh, fire them up. Yep. All right. Uh, Dallas Goddard, of course, he's one of those few reliable tight ends that we've been talking about. And all that being said, uh, it's just hard to, I mean, at some point, I don't think the Eagles are going to go 17 and 0, but I'm going to bet on them to go six and 0. Well, Dallas just beat your defending Super Bowl champions, right? So I think what we have here is a Philadelphia victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Uh, Monday night football, the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. It was reported after the loss to the Colts last Thursday night that Russell Wilson has a partially torn lat in his throwing shoulder Not and great. has been playing through this injury for a couple weeks now, which actually you know, gives me more of a sigh of relief that he has this injury. It's not just that he's all of a sudden sucking, right? Right. Obviously, right. part of it, too, is adapting to the new offense with Nathaniel Hackett, but this just makes a whole lot of more sense than just Russell Wilson suddenly being awful after being traded to Denver. But all that being said, we until we see him 
fully healthy and have a really good game throwing the ball. We just simply cannot start Russell Wilson. I, I don't think in shallower one quarterback leagues he has to be rostered right now. What do you think? I agree. Um, unfortunately, I don't know what week I'm expecting Wilson to be healed or better because I think we saw last year he's not the kind of player that's going to take any time to heal. He went back out last season too early for the finger. It was clear when he came back he couldn't hit DK Matt, Metcalf, who was massive. Uh, same issue. He's going to keep you know, trying to huck it at Cortland Sutton, and he's huge, so he'll make some catches. He's missing Jerry Judy by you know a country mile. He's got to just sort of take a few weeks off, let that lat heal, because that's very important for your throwing motion. Uh, yeah, it, it's this is a scary situation for the Denver uh, pass game. Yeah, I think a lot of teams might drop him during the bye if they haven't already. Um, he, you know, I think week nine they have their bye. Then they play Tennessee. That secondary doesn't scare you. Then they play a, a pretty terrible Raiders defense, um, who he had a nice game against just a couple weeks ago. So I think if he gets dropped week nine or if, you know, that uh, that team needs another quarterback, uh, you can offer a trade and maybe try to buy low uh, on Russell Wilson for the second half of the year. But I just cannot start him for now until we see a good game from him. No, sir. All right. Um, and it, I, I can't start Jerry Judy. Same reasoning. Uh, certainly right. none of the tight ends. It's really just Cortland Sutton. Uh, at the running back position, we'll see. I think Gordon and Boone are both, you know, risk-reward flex plays. They do have a good matchup against the struggling Chargers run defense, uh, but their floor is a little risky without knowing how involved Latavius Murray will be. Yeah, what's the over-under on running back fumbles this week? I actually, you know, I sneakily think they are both solid flex plays. I I don't think Murray's necessarily going to be as involved as people think, especially right off the bat. He wasn't even active this past week, and I think even if he is active and suits up for this game, I think it's still going to be mostly Gorin and Boone for now. Yeah, they're fine in the flex. Boone, yeah. uh, Boone gets enough of that of that short yardage or uh, you know short pass game work, but um, yeah, Russell's we'll see. Look to him. We'll see if Keenan Allen uh, gets some practices in. Yeah. Uh, certainly, he seems to be on that AJ Green downslope of his career. So uh, certainly, very nervous about his prospects rest of season. And if you play dynasty, it's well, it's top pass time to get out. It's a little late now. Um, Keep starting Mike Williams. And uh, it's worth noting too, that Josh Kelly seems to have that one B role locked up behind Austin Eckler. So Kelly worth a stash on, you know, leagues with deeper benches here. And uh, I know Gerald Everett had an awful game against the tough Browns defense. that's good against the tight end, but I'm still firing out him up here as a top 10 guy. You said who, who was that Gerald Everett? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What happened to Sony Michelle exactly? Not that I thought he should be getting touches, but he was really looking like at some points the one A in this offense. I yeah, I think they wanted him to be the that one B guy, which is why they got him. But uh, I mean, we know what Michelle is at this point. It's pretty yeah, right. Definitely. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not betting on Russell Wilson. No, give me the Chargers and another yep. thirty point week for uh, for Austin Eckler. All right, uh, let's talk about the bye teams real quick. Yep. We've got the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Chark, and TJ Hawkinson. I am looking to buy Swift and Amon Ra if the teams that have them desperately need a win this week. Uh, what do you think, Los? Yeah, definitely with you there. Uh, sell TJ Hawkinson before he gives you another one-catch dud. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his huge game was when those guys <laughs> that were was out. the opportunity. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tennessee, uh, the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Dontrell Hilliard, and Robert Woods. And I want to talk about Hilliard real quick because sure. he's gotten very involved in the passing game after Traylon Burks uh, was out with that injury. I think he's not unlike a, a Tony Pollard-esque player where he's going to have some of those usable weeks um, where he's going to be boom or bust as a flex, but he has that ceiling and that he would have a lot of upside if Henry were to miss any time. Okay, so I agree with you as a bench staff, but in terms of like taking a swing on him, this is just not good enough of an offense for me to like to use that type of player off of. You know, there, there's some players that can win you a week with some big boom busts. And sure, if you catch, uh, catch Dontrell Hilliard on the right week, sure, but this offense will give you too many weeks where he gives you, you know, two points. Yeah, I mean, he's not, he's not a strong flex option when Henry's healthy for sure, but I, I think, you know, I would rather take upside handcuffs like Pacheco and McKinnon over sure. Hilliard. Um, but I would rather have Hilliard over guys like who we just talked about, like Josh Kelly. Um, yeah, definitely. Despite the, despite the difference in, in offensive capacity right now. Yep, agreed. All right, so, uh, the Raiders, of course, uh, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. I, I don't know what's going on with Darren Waller. He had that preseason hamstring injury, so this certainly is not good news. Um, Foster Moreau's been banged up too, so you can't even like plug him in. Uh, Do you think we're going to lose Devonte for any number of weeks? Uh, it sounds like they're discussing a one-game suspension, but nothing okay. that I've heard uh, just okay. yet. Um, what What are you doing, with Waller? Though? I mean, just he wasn't great even before this injury. If you were able to staff one of those uh, one of those undrafted tight ends that are playing like tight end ones, you definitely sit him for them. But if not, and you're just sitting in the muddled middle or have nothing else on your roster right now, you got to play him. Yeah, and I personally, I am not dropping Waller just because he's no. one of those few tight ends that has that elite kind of ceiling, and hopefully mm-hmm. that you know he'll come out of the bye a lot healthier. That yeah. that is the hope. Yes. All right. Uh, Houston Texans, not much to talk about here. Just Davis Mills, um, Damian Pierce, who's on fire. And I, I still, I would not drop Brandon Cooks either. No. Um, still getting a ton of targets. But let's talk about Damian Pierce real quick, too. Uh, let, let, let's do a would you rather with him. Because not only is he getting those touchdowns on the ground, which is what we were hoping for him, he's actually gotten a lot of that receiving usage, which we were nervous he would not get. Uh, with Rex Burkhead as he was a hurdle to to pass by early on. So rest of season here, uh, let's take a look at the running back rankings right now. Sure. Damian Pierce or Joe Mixon? Damian Pierce. Or, I'm sorry, Joe Mixon. I think that's at least a discussion because Mixon's still, you know, seeding some of that passing down usage to Samaj P. Ryan. And we're seeing Pierce actually getting a little bit more receiving usage. So I think that sure. one's uh, at least a question for me. Okay. Um, Damian Pierce or the new hyped guy right now, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> Damian Pierce. Yes, I agree on that one. Uh, Damian Pierce or Aaron Jones? It's still Aaron Jones for me, but that, that might be folly. It is not for me, so we are huh. up. But I think I was lower on Jones heading into this year, maybe even yeah. than Neil. Um, Damian Pierce or Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Pierce. Agreed there. Um, let's go with 
let's see, Damien Pierce or, I mean, obviously over the, we're taking the top backs uh, over him, like Henry and Saquon, all those guys scroll down, Damien Pierce or Brees Hall. Who do you trust? Brees Hall. Yeah, it's Hall for me. Damien Pierce, here's a name. Actually, you know, let, let's talk about this one, and then I actually want to do a would you rather with this guy. Damien yeah. Pierce or Kenneth Walker? Damien Pierce. Okay. Now, what about Kenneth Walker? Would you have taken him over any of the names we just talked about? I can't remember every name we talked about. I think I'd probably take him over Ramondre. Uh, oh, and maybe Clyde. If I'm trying to remember everybody we said. Okay, but not Mixon or... Um, no, 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 nobody knows. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I would rank them Hall, then Pierce, then Walker. As Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I'm sure that's how, how all your rookie drafts went, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's. Oh, that's it. Um, those were the four teams on buy, ending with the Texans. So, yeah, first week of buys. Uh, certainly. Yeah, I'll go with to... the Raiders. What's that? I'll go with the Raiders. For what? Just winning their bye week. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll take the Lions. Okay. Um, I, I do think that the Lions could be a very good team coming out of the bye if they get Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown back healthy, and maybe Jameson Williams makes his debut. So, you know, I know you guys are going to listen to this after waivers run, but if he's still a free agent, uh, it could be worth a stash depending on who you're stashing right now in your bench spots. You mean a good fantasy team or a good football team? bit of both. I mean, their defense yeah. is still going to be awful, but their offense yeah. is going to be pretty good. It has been pretty good. Yeah, upcoming games, Dallas, Miami, Packers, Chicago, Giants, Buffalo. So. Yeah, all right. Maybe not win-loss-wise. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, hey, fantasy goodness, because those teams are going to put up points on the Lions, and the Lions will have to keep shooting out. You got it. Hey, look forward to Week 12 against Buffalo. Yeah. All right. Uh, so no mailbag questions on this episode because again, for the 20th time we are recording on <laughs> Tuesday night, uh, this week, but best of luck to all of you in your week six matchups. If you do have sit start questions later in the week or any sort of fantasy questions, you can find us on Twitter. I am at FFA underscore Mung. That's M E N G. And I am at FFA underscore LOS. That's L-O-S. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Please remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. It's a fantasy world, and we're all just addicts in it. Thanks, addicts.